Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Friday, November 13th, 2020. Because, yeah, Friday the 13th is what we all need right now. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms, where, just a heads up, there are a few subscriber numbers coming your way, all thanks to the Disney Corporation. But there are a few new project items. And as it is Friday, it's also time for a look at the new things to watch this weekend in the FSS feed, and a toast with a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. And just a heads up, if you and your family are quarantining to make for a safe Thanksgiving this year, Thanksgiving is 13 days away. Now over to Hollywood. Starting with the number, 73 million. That's how many Disney Plus subscribers were added in the first year. Back at launch, their internal projections were 60 to 90 million by 2024, so the forecasting group is fired. From July to October alone, they added 16 million more subscribers, although they also added distribution to a bunch of countries in uh, Scandinavia and Eastern Europe back in September. I mean, not huge markets, but still. And just a heads up, I'm going to break down some numbers here and what they mean across Disney+, ESPN+, and Hulu. So if uh, that makes you fall asleep in bed, fast forward about a minute and I'll uh, see you there. Okay, hey fellow nerds. So first up, I'm going to break down the Disney Plus numbers. While Disney Plus charges about 7 bucks a month in many parts of the world, it only averages $4.52 of revenue per subscriber each month. Disney has to give 30% of the $7 price to places where people subscribe to it, like the Apple Store and Google Play. Also, Disney Plus is priced way cheaper in India, where they have at least over 8 million subscribers, although that number hasn't been updated in a while, and no new breakout was given yesterday. But overall here, comparing Disney Plus subscribers to, say, Netflix subscribers is nowhere near an apples-to-apples thing in terms of revenue by any stretch. When you compare Disney's $4.50 average revenue per subscriber against the Netflix average, which is over $9 a month worldwide, and over $13 a month in the US and Canada. Also an interesting fun factor, well, fun for me. As a result of all of the international Disney Plus expansion, the company just wrote off $5 billion from the value of their international channels, since it's all Disney Plus all the time, worldwide. Sorry, Disney Channel Belgium. Uh, No idea if that's an actual channel, by the way. Now, over at ESPN+, they have over 10.3 million subscribers. That's up 1.8 million over the past three months alone. Impressive. However, average revenue per user there is also roughly $4.50 each month. But ESPN gets paid at least twice that much per subscriber from cable companies each month. So, uh, yeah, that could become a problem as they add ESPN Plus subscribers, but keep losing the more lucrative ESPN regular subscribers due to cord cutting. Over at Hulu, they retain their title as the most popular streaming TV bundle, as 4.1 million people now pay them at least 55 bucks a month to stream live TV. Again, YouTube TV is second, and Sling is in third place in the -the over-the-top TV streaming service game. Over at regular Hulu, they now have 32.5 million subscribers, but added just 400,000 in the third quarter. And it remains steadily in fourth place among OTT streaming services, well behind Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus in the US, but still far ahead of HBO Max, Peacock, and CBS All Access and Showtime. And I'll just finish up here with the bigger picture at Disney. Overall revenue at the company was down 23% versus this time last year, because mainly, you know, theme parks and movie theaters. And next up on the Disney calendar is their big Investors Day conference on December 10th, where they'll supposedly give more details on that huge reorg that they put out there without a lot of details last month. Okay, now back to some fun celebrity names, and a welcome back to the cool kids. 
Tiffany Haddish, Sarah Silverman, and Z-Way are just some of the names added to Amazon's upcoming comedy special, Yearly Departed, produced by Rachel Brosnahan. It'll feature talent giving monologues for various aspects of life as we knew it that have now been lost in 2020. Although, thankfully, the name Natasha still seems to be doing well, as uh, Insecure's Natasha Rothwell and comedian Natasha Leggero will be joining as well. No word on a premiere date just yet. Although one company choosing not to look back at 2020 is YouTube, they will not be doing a version of their usually extremely popular Rewind video for the first time in a decade, saying 2020 has been different. Ah, come on, YouTube. Some good news for you fans of plastic surgery out there, as the E! Network has renewed Botched for another season. Along with the E! True Hollywood story, they're still making that? And a season two for their family reality series, The Bradshaw Bunch. And I'll round out here with a couple of dates for 2021 to note. Disney Plus is going to drop their Marvel series from the Avengers universe, WandaVision, on January 15th, and Solstice Studios announced they're going to release their Mark Wahlberg TIFF acquisition, Joe Bell, formerly known as Good Joe Bell, on February 19th, just before the new Oscar cutoff date. They've also apparently made some revisions on the movie since the festival, and stuck a new Diane Warren song on the end of it, according to Variety. And the buzz around town seems to be that an announcement for a new release plan for Wonder Woman is imminent. So how's that for a Monday podcast teaser? Over in the executive suite. The co-president of IFC Films, Lisa Schwartz, is going to leave the company at the end of the year. That's after a 14-year tenure. She led the business strategy, partnerships, and distribution side of IFC Films. And Melissa Huffjay, who headed up PR for Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, is leaving the Warner Media Kingdom as part of the overall job cuts announced this week. She was at the studio for almost 18 years. Next up, a quiet day in the media biz and social platforms. Uh, so we'll head over to your weekend entertainment options. Okay, fine. And uh, today's pop quiz. And we'll go with Tiffany Haddish. Uh, She's had multi-season roles on two sitcoms in the past five years. What are they? The answer after a Friday toast with Athletic Brewing. And this week, the Athletic folks put out a very special new non-alcoholic IPA called At Ease. They brewed the beer with a team of military veterans, and 100% of the profits from the beer sales are going to go to Team RWB, which connects veterans to activities in their local communities, and Catch a Lift, which helps veterans rehabilitate through nutrition, community, and fitness. Plus, you know I can't recommend Athletic beers high enough. So go to athleticbrewing.com shop, order a couple of six packs and get some great beer for supporting a great cause. And as always, free shipping anywhere in the U.S. when you order just two six packs or more. That's athleticbrewing.com shop. Check it out today. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Tiffany Haddish was on the first three seasons of The Last OG at TBS, but was also in three seasons of The Carmichael Show on NBC, which launched two years before her groundbreaking role in Girl Strip. And now here's the FSS feed, a look at the new entertainment options to enjoy in the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ahead. At the movie theaters, Freaky leads the way. That's the Blumhouse Universal horror comedy movie starring Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, where a 17-year-old high schooler switches bodies with a serial killer, and she has just 24 hours to reverse it. Or, well, I guess they both do, really. Although it's not going to play in any indoor theaters in San Diego or Sacramento, as theaters there have had to close down again due to rises in COVID positivity rates. 
and two films in limited release. Neon gives us the Kate Winslet, Shearer Ronan forbidden love story, Ammonite. That one got a lot of positive notices on the virtual fall film festival circuit. And Netflix is putting David Fincher's Mank in, well, some theaters today. Both will be available to stream in various forms on December 4th. Also to note about Fincher, he revealed in a recent interview for Mank that he has an exclusive four-year first-look deal at Netflix, according to the playlist. Over on the streaming services today, Netflix has two very different editions. The Life Ahead, a movie starring Sophia Loren as a Holocaust survivor and former prostitute who takes care of kids from her former uh, co-workers. The movie's directed by her son, Eduardo Ponti. And then there's Jingle Jangle, a Netflix Christmas movie, as the title may have given away. That one stars Forrest Whitaker as a toy maker whose prized creation is stolen by his apprentice, played by Keegan-Michael Key. Ah, Keegan, come on, man. Not cool. Over on the TV, no SNL this weekend for once. Uh, Actually, the show won't be back until December. So otherwise, you can catch up on, uh, well, some college football. But the games are dropping like passes thrown by Johnny Manziel. Maryland versus Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Auburn, Mississippi State have all been canceled. But hey, there's uh, golf. The Masters Day 2 is on ESPN today, starting at 1 p.m. Tomorrow on CBS at 1 p.m. And Sunday starting at 10 a.m., so they finish up before the NFL games at 4 p.m. I mean, the Masters is popular, but you know. Also on Sunday, CBS has a new 60 Minutes, of course, with uh, former President Barack Obama as he begins his book tour. Showtime premieres their four-part docuseries on the Reagans called uh, The Reagans at 8 p.m. But I'm guessing most viewing on Sunday will be dominated by season four of The Crown. It's an unusual Sunday release choice for Netflix, but maybe it has something to do with the time difference. And as it's Friday, my one ask of you, dear listener, is to share the podcast with a coworker or uh, somebody you do business with. My once a week ask in exchange for this entirely free podcast. And you too can join the buzz for my exclusive referral program. And trust me, the buzz is out there. Even though you may get a response from people saying, uh, is this spam? And let's go out today with a brand new Chris Stapleton, who dropped his new album today called Starting Over. And this one's called Arkansas, which uh, Chris seems very excited to get to for some reason. Well, I'm in. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. Hey.